When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy Dylan Matthews alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself. Bo Morgan, and we are Peachtree Football. Make sure you guys like this podcast, download the podcast, subscribe to Peachtree Football wherever you get your podcast. That's Apple Podcasts, that's Spotify, the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast. Peachtree Football is there. Oh, Bo, this this team is fun to watch, but this team can also make you mad. And that's how I was yesterday. I was mad. I was hurt. Felt like I felt like a boxer who's been through like 12 rounds or 11 rounds of a 12 round match. And my opponent that I'm fighting hit me like with a gut punch right before he goes to like knock me out. It hit me in the face. I feel like that. Or I felt like that yesterday. I feel a little little bit better today. But I felt like that yesterday, especially not knowing whether or not Tampa Bay was going to lose or not. We'll get into that in a minute. But that's how I felt yesterday. I mean, it was just a gut punch. It was uh, oh, it was a lot of it was a lot of bad, bad feelings yesterday. So Atlanta Falcons lose, if you haven't heard already, 13 to 19 to the Washington Commanders in a game where it looked like, honestly, Bo, we were about to win. But. Marcus Mariota has his pass tipped by Deron Payne, and it is then intercepted by Kendall Fuller. And first of all, I want to say this, but I want to start by saying this. I do not mind the play call passing there. I know a lot of people are like, oh, why are we passing the ball? We should have ran the ball. Well, Cordell Patterson was open, and if the pass didn't get tipped, that would have been a touchdown because he was open. Marcus Mariota saw him. He was putting the ball on him, but pass just got tempo, and they made a play. That And Marcus Mariota said that at the end of the day. Arthur Smith said that at the end of the day. You know, Washington made a play. You tip your hat off to them. How are you feeling about it, Bo? Uh, I think it was frustrating. Um, yeah. They're a pretty good team. I think yeah. um, I think we, we get caught up with them being Washington that – we've known for the last 20 years, not the Washington. I grew up uh, in when I was young and I was just starting to watch um, the NFL. Washington was a real legit team. Joe Gibbs was still there. Um, Like second or third Super Bowl I ever watched, Washington just boat raced Buffalo in the Super Bowl. That was like the 91 team. I remember the first time I saw, I remember seeing RFK Stadium. Uh, oh, the old wow. stadium, the old Washington Stadium, they now play at FedEx Field, which is a dump too. But um, <laughs> but the 
the I remember the first time watching RFK Stadium. It was the Falcons playing Mark Rippon and I think uh God, I think Ernest Bonner was on that team. Mm-hmm. And uh Daryl Green, um and uh Schlereth, Mark Schlereth, who did the game yesterday, was on that team. Yeah, uh, playing offensive line, and they and they they went on to win the Super Bowl, and they crushed the Falcons in the divisional round of the playoffs. So, I think we forget that, that you know this team is, despite the the joke of ownership and management that they are, from top to bottom, they've done a good job in drafting, and they've got four first round draft picks on the on the front. Now, I know that Chase Young wasn't playing yesterday, but he is a he's a guy that's back. Yep. And, um, you know, Jamon Davis is another first-round draft pick on that defense who was very active. And they've got they've got a pretty good defense. Now, their secondary, I think, le- excuse me, lacks a little bit to be desired. But, and then offensively, they've got, look, Brian Robinson's going to be a player. Oh, yeah. Um, good player. They've, they've now drafted Jahan, uh, Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin. Uh, is is a good play. They've got some good players, Logan Thomas. They've got some good players on this team across mm-hmm. this team. So first and foremost, you didn't get beat by a lesser team yesterday. No, you didn't get beat by a team that you probably own. That well, definitely on paper, they are much. They look. They have a much better roster. You got beat by a team in a good game. It was a back and forth battle in some ways, and um. So it was frustrating to go in there and give yourself a chance at the very end and lose on the goal line. That's frustrating. Right. I don't care who, you know, I'm not going to sit here and play this blame game crap that I'm hearing all over Twitter <laughs> and sports, some sports radio. And it, I, I, I'm going to say this now, if you're trying to blame the quarterback for the loss, you're lazy. And you don't know what you're watching, and you, you're you're foolish. I'm gonna say that. I don't yeah. care. You can quote me. You can put it online. You can do whatever <laughs> you want. I don't really care. I'm sick of the the lazy ass takes mm-hmm. that we have in this city and as fans. And I've been people. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Marcus didn't cost you the game yesterday. No, Marcus isn't perfect. He misses passes. He makes mistakes. Um, didn't cost you the game. You know the play call. Did I don't think the play call cost you the game. I understand the criticism of the play call, and honestly, yeah. I would have ran the ball. I would have liked to have ran the ball there to run clock. The problem is they stacked the box. They almost got you back, uh, tackle yeah. for back at there on the nine, and Marcus on the on the zone read, and Marcus makes a great play to to at least get back to around the line of scrimmage. I think he maybe lost a yard. Yeah. So I understand the thought process. The play was there. Um. I don't care what you want to hear, what you think. Deron Payne made a play, and you didn't. Um, You know, when the ball was in the air, Kendall Fuller made a play on it. Your receivers didn't. And I don't – I'm not blaming the receivers. I think it was – it would have been tough to get to, but Cordero was open. The play was there. You didn't make it. They did. The honestly, the better team won yesterday, and that's just mm-hmm. the bottom. That's just how I see it. Um, you can say, "Well, Marcus is the blame. Marcus is the blame." Well, okay, great, but the defense gave up uh, 
I want to say 180 yards almost on the ground. Yeah. We were getting gashed at one point. So they might only gave up 19 points, but they got gashed at times. Um, You know, Taylor Heineke didn't outplay Marcus. He didn't. They were basically. If you think that's being outplayed, 14 of 23 for 138 with two touchdowns and interception. That's not really better than 15 of 25 for 174 and a touchdown and the no. interception that came off a tip ball. He threw one to your guys. He, he, so, right, to, right to him. Yeah, so I'm frustrated, but not for the reasons that all these other people are with their fake-ass outrage. <laughs> yeah, and just to top off that point, the Washington rush for 176 yards. And like you said, there was a drive where I was like, we just can't stop them running. At least that's what it seemed like. It seemed like we could not do anything with Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, they were running. I mean, Brian Robinson was running over people. He was running by people. He he was having himself a day yesterday, and um, Brian Robinson himself finished with 18 carries, 105 yards, um, averaging 5.8 yards per carry. So he was gashing you consistently in the run game, and the Washington Commanders were gashing you consistently in the run game. So we definitely have to figure that out. That's one thing that, you know, I'm not going to criticize the defense too, too much because even though, you know, the biggest thing is they got gas in the run game. You know, they made plays when they had to. They got stops when I feel like they needed to. Um, but we got to figure out the run defense because the run defense was something that we we were kind of thriving at in the beginning of the year. I believe we were, what, in the top 10 in, in these first few weeks or maybe from through the first half of the season. And now it's just kind of any – it seems like any team can run on us almost. So uh, we, we got to get that figured out. We got to get that squared away. We got to get that back right when we talk about the run defense. But like you said, this was a game yesterday where you were in it and you had – Apple opportunities to win is just you didn't make the plays when you needed to. It's as simple as that. And Washington made the plays when they needed to. It was, like you said, it was a pretty evenly matched game, back and forth affair. And you were right there near the goal line. Had a chance to do it, and you didn't. And Washington did. It's really as simple as that. There's no one play besides the very end that is like, oh, man, that loss is the game. Or, oh, man, that's going to cost us. It, it it was just you were there then. Washington had a chance to do it, and, and they didn't. Now, the other thing that I will say was very frustrating is the fact that you actually had one more chance or could have had one more chance, but you run into the kicker trying to block the punt, it looks like, when I don't know if that was a – I mean, I understand why you're trying to block the punt, but you got to be careful. You know that's your last, your last, last breath. And uh, you run into the kicker, you don't even get a chance to get a return off. And I mean, you had 44 seconds, I believe. You know, you don't even give your chances your, yourself a chance to get a return and possibly, you know, maybe drive down the field. He had no timeouts either. So not saying it would have happened, not saying that cost us anything, but it is kind of frustrating. I mean, that was kind of insult added to injury. Yeah, that was another, that was a play. I mean, look, you know, it's funny. This is what drives me nuts mm-hmm. is Adi Ogundeji had a pretty bad game. Yeah. It, you know, we talked about it in the broadcast. He, he missed he missed some. He did, did, didn't set the edge very well all day long. Nope. And then in a, in a crucial situation, he, run, he runs over the punter in a situation where you can't do it. You're at least going to get the ball back and a chance to make a couple plays. Right. It's unacceptable. 
But that's that's the problem. That's why I get frustrated when we call out one player or one decision all day long when you don't lose a game in one play. Nope. You don't lose a game uh you know based off one player. And it drive it just it just absolutely drives me nuts. And that was an unacceptable play. You can't you can't do it there. And we nope. know that. And they and it's just it's unacceptable, but have you heard that mentioned at all today? No, nope. you won't. You won't hear it for the most part because it's not. It's it it it's it 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 just it's not low hanging fruit, and it and it doesn't get a rise out of people. That's where I'm the most frustrated is hearing the laziness that that people come with on things like that. That's what drives me nuts. And by the way, people want to talk about Marcus Mariota lost you the game. Um, no, Marcus Mariota actually kept you alive most of the time in this game because, trust me, you were not going to be where you were in that game, and you weren't going to have a chance to win that game at the end if, one, Marcus Mariota doesn't uh, have the wherewithal to get up and quickly get the ball to Alameda Zacchaeus for a 44-yard game that set you up to be in that position at the end of the game on that final drive where his pass got tipped. And even before all that, you aren't in that situation if Marcus Mariota isn't running around and gaining critical yards and gaining critical first downs with his leg, six carries for 49 yards for Marcus Mariota. If he doesn't get those, you aren't in position, uh, you aren't in that position either to possibly win that football game. So again, like you said, the Marcus Mariota criticism is just lazy. Again, we're not saying he's perfect. We're not saying he's the end-all be-all. We're not saying he's invincible. We're not saying any of that. You know, he 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 made some mistakes. That's gonna happen. But guess what? He is not the reason you lost. Point blank. Period. Um, but I will say this though, Ian. Uh, we we it, yesterday it looked like we kind of missed Taquan Graham a little bit. Um, so I mean, hopefully we can get him back soon. Another person we're missing is is Casey Hayward, in my opinion. Um, I'm not sure what the status is on on Casey, but uh, those are two guys we really, really like to have back because at times yesterday, I feel like we were really missing them on the defensive side of the football. That's another guy. Let's talk about that. That's another yeah. guy that hasn't played well lately. Darren, Darren Hall, Hall. Darren Hall yeah. completely gets lost on a touchdown. You're yeah. in zone coverage. The safety is, is, is back in the end zone to where um, – you had a receiver run, and Darren Hall leaves his area to go with the receiver, and then that's where the touchdown pass is caught to, uh, uh, I think it was Bates that caught yeah, it. it. It's unacceptable. Yeah. But do you hear anyone calling out Darren Hall this morning? No, nope. because they're lazy, and they don't know what they're watching, and that's the problem <laughs> that I have. Watch the damn game. Know what the hell you're watching. If not, don't go on the air and talk about it. Don't get on Twitter and talk about it. Just say, I'm outraged. Why? Because we lost. Because that's all you're really doing. That's right. what frustrates me. No one's criticizing Darren Hall today. Nope. Or are they? Nope. Not at all. I've yeah. not seen one, even yesterday, initial reaction. I did not see one Darren Hall criticism. I did not see one Ade Ogundeji criticism. It was all Marcus Mariota. It was all the play calling. That's all I saw. I saw I saw Arthur Smith and, way, and I saw Marcus Mariota criticism. Huh? This isn't about Marcus. It's not. This is about for 15, I almost really said something I can't say. You'd have to bleep that. For 15 <laughs> years, I've heard about why we'll never win a Super Bowl with Matt Ryan. Mm -hmm. And you should have won a Super Bowl, but play calling and defense cost you, right? Yeah. 
And we so finally we make everyone happy and we get rid of Matt. Yeah. And now we're not happy with this guy. Nope. And and and, and when Ritter comes in and throws his first interception, you won't be happy with him. You're nope. net it it when Vic was here, half the fan base wasn't happy with Mike. I loved Mike. I loved watching Mike. I defended him. And I honestly I felt stabbed in the back. As a fan, because I was it wasn't in the media yet when all that stuff mm-hmm. went down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a guy I defended. And he, he go comes out and says, I didn't really care. I wasn't studying. That's what look, yeah. I'm an animal lover. The whole thing with Vic, I'm not going to get into all that, whether yeah. you agree or not. I, I don't know how you could, but that's right. who you are as a human being, not me. The thing that hurt the most was when Mike was like, yeah, I didn't care. I didn't study. Football was just a thing. I just I didn't put any effort into it other than showing up for practice. There was no work after practice. You know, that's what hurt me because right. that's a guy defended. And we just – we just get hung up on these stupid narratives, and it's so frustrating. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I could rant all. I could just go over and over and over and repeat the same sentence. So, Darren Hall is the blame for that loss, as much as Marcus Mariota, as much as Adi Ogundeji. Yeah. There's 53 guys on this team, and I think 47 of them are active. 46 are active on game day. There's 46 guys to blame. Youngway Koo missed a kick. He – by the way, Young now it was a long kick. Probably shouldn't have been kicking it, but he still missed one. Yeah. Young Way Koo is um he is, let's see, I'm trying to get the numbers. Uh he's missed four five kicks this year, including wow. two point after attempts. He's part of the reason you're five and seven. Yep. Um Jake Matthews, I'll get to him later in in, in the this the uh whatever sequences. He has it. He's reason to blame. Drew Dahlman. Yeah, I was about to say Drew Dahlman. Reason to blame. Yep. Uh, Michael Walker was at a position a few times. He was reason to blame. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaiah Oliver. There, there's every guy through here. I didn't hear Grady Jarrett's name called enough yesterday. Oh, I guess he's to blame too. So, so if wait. you want to blame people, there's 46 damn guys that were active yesterday. Every single one of them that stepped on the field yesterday are to blame. So, Bo, you're you're meaning to tell me that. Everybody isn't perfect. You mean to tell me that Marcus Mariota is the only isn't the only one that's not perfect? That's that's a thing, really? Wow! I'm telling you, you can plug you can plug in Death <laughs> Ritter, and you might win. But it's not all on one player. There's 46 guys. That's all. Well, I for one, I am also ready now to hear. After hearing that, I am also ready to hear. Um, what you thought you the, the sequences were, the most important sequences in the game were. Because, again, like we've been saying, there's not one person to blame. There is no one blame. Football is the ultimate team sport. It's not like the NBA where, you know, a certain amount of guys get more shots than everybody else and, you know, how they play can, you know, decide whether you win or lose. It's not like baseball where – you know, guys hitting or not hitting, you know, individual guys who are hitting and not hitting can can cost you the game or a pitcher can cost you the game, one sole pitcher. No, it's the ultimate team sport. If all 11 guys on offense and or defense are not playing the way they should be playing, then it's going to be a problem. And if all guys are playing the way they should be playing, then you're going to win some games. It's a team sport, the ultimate 
team sport. So let's stop blaming one person. Let's stop being lazy. And like Bo said, actually watch the game. Because if you do, you'll learn something. With that, though, let's let's try to let's try to educate you here on Peachtree football a little bit. I mean, we educated you enough. So, you know, if if you don't know by now, you're just not listening. Anywho, Bo. Let's uh let's let's go over your sequences, your your let's go over squid sequences, what you thought were the most important sequences during yesterday's game. Well, you know, first and foremost, um I talked about Jake Matthews, you know, it's ten to ten mm-hmm. uh late in the first half. Yeah. And uh you can't you, you don't get it on you don't get your third down and it's fourth and short, and Arthur goes for it. And yeah. I think it was around your own 47. And I, I like I like going for it. They run the ball with CP. Well, Jake Matthews gets beat on the inside. Mm-hmm. And he's crashing. He, you can't – you know, Arch and me talked about this. You can't get beat on the inside. So what happens is, is you've got to – if you get beat on the inside, it blows the play up. Right. Um, now, if you get beat on the outside, that's fine. The guy's got to run around. And right. so, by the you know, normally by the time the guy gets inside, I mean, the play's over. He's got he's you got the well, yard you got. So yeah, you'd like to think normally you kind of get there, but he got beat on the inside, and so it blows the play up. Mm-hmm. And so CP was lucky to even get anything out of it. He didn't get enough, um, but he got he got a little bit, and right. and so that that was a play that I thought was going to kill you, but you and, and this is a sequence that. Help! This was the reason that you were in the game, and Michael Walker gets a gift because Taylor Heineke yeah. just threw you one, <laughs> and he and he threw you one, and boom, it's right there in your hands, and you were able to try a field goal, a long one, and Young Way. Uh, that was a sequence that kept you in the game, right? Um, there's a you know there's a sequence of events that Darren Hall's name is on mm-hmm. that helped lose you the game. Yep. Um, the the touchdown throw that Brian Robinson was on the other end of was just a little outlet, a little swing pass, a little outlet pass, and he turns it upfield, and Darren Hall makes it the makes. I think he made a business decision to go low, and he got ran, he got clocked. He's got to he's got to go a little bit higher yeah. and try to slow down Robinson enough. But Brian Robinson just runs over him, and, and it's a few weeks in a row, Darren Hall's kind of made some questionable tackles. But that was that was one that just hurt, and then we talked about it. And I don't want to pick on D Hall because I think I think Darren look Darren's a second year player. He's had some he's had some good moments for you. He's he's fill, he he's he's filled in for Casey Hayward, um, who should be close to coming back. I would I would hope right. from IR, and he's but he's filled in and he he's he's been thrown in the fire. Yep, uh, and he's played well at times, but. He got lost in his own coverage in the end zone, and Bates catches that. Uh, John Bates catches that touchdown. Second, another uh, Saint. Both are two-year, second-year players. Both fourth-round draft picks, and both actually played in the Mountain West, if I'm not mistaken. I know. Uh, I think uh, Boise's still in the Mountain West, and yeah, um, San Diego State's where Darren Hall's from. Though that that those are sequences that that puts you in a bad situation. And then I want to talk. I do want to talk about. Um, a guy who I love and I think has been playing well is Marcus Mario. Not excuse me, Alameda Zacchaeus has played well yeah. all year. Another yeah. big game. Alameda had yesterday 
He caught five for 91. In fact, he was the most targeted player with eight targets, but five catches for 91 yards, a couple of great, you know, pretty good catches too. But Marcus Slips coming out of, again, pressure immediately. Marcus Slips trying to avoid it. It was a wet field. It rained all day long. He put his hand down. Uh, He wasn't touched. He was almost touched. I think his knee touched down, but he wasn't touched by a defender. So in the NFL, you're still alive. Yep. And steps up to Alameda and Alameda goes for 45 yards. It puts you into the into the into the situation that you were in. Now that's right. the other thing people keep saying, "Well, you ran the ball all the way down there." No, you didn't. No, you, you didn't. No, you didn't. Most yeah, of your yardage you came off that ball <laughs> from that point on, but you got down there by a, a play by the quarterback and and a receiver. Um and so it puts you in there and um you know, the inside, I want to go through this, and I'm going to pull this up, so bear with me for, for just a second. Yeah. But people keep saying, well, what? You know, you run it down your throat. No? Again, <laughs> you didn't. Let's go over this. Um, you hit Hesse for nine yards. You hit Patterson for five. Then the big play to Alameda. So, um, so you've got, so you've got three plays. One run. Then you had Patterson. He, he No game. Algier got you six yards. And Algier got you five more. Algier ran over, uh, I think it was two hill. Yeah. I mean, flattened him um, for that first down. And then Patterson got no gain again. Then Algier got you another six yards. Um, actually, I already said that. I'm sorry. I, I, I started over. Then Patterson ran uh, eight yards of the six. And then he went up the middle for three more. Um, and then you ran the zone read where Marcus lost two yards. It was a great play by Sweat. Um, actually, James Smith Williams had Marcus in for like a five, six, seven yard loss, and yeah. he fought through the tackle, got it to only a two two yard loss, and then Sweat finally wrapped him up and finished the play. And then the next play was the pass where uh Cordero, we talked about it already multiple times, but Cordero was open. And Deron Payne, actually, Lindstrom blocked him well. You can't blame – I'm not going to blame you – know, there's really not – batted balls are batted balls. There are times yeah. where it's a trajectory issue. But yeah. this is one where the ball was thrown on the right line. I keep hearing people say execution. Well, tell me how he was supposed to execute – what was supposed to be differently executed right. about the play. That's what I want to hear. How were they supposed to execute the play differently? Was Lindstrom supposed to hold Payne's arms down? Was Mariota supposed to throw some kind of loop pass where by the time it got there? It would have got intercepted still. (laughs) Well, I don't know if it got intercepted, but maybe Patterson goes and makes a play, and now he's short. Yeah. Right? Because he's got to go up and leave his feet. So Mm -hmm. I don't really know what the execution was that was supposed to be different. But regardless – um. You know, Deron Payne made a play. He's 6'3", 320. He's a big guy, and he's got a big long – he's a big guy with long arms and big paws. I mean, hell, his hands are like meat cleavers. And it happened. (laughs) That's that's what cost you the game. That was the sequence. That that was it. I mean, that's what cost you the game. Yeah, those are it. Those are the sequences right there, all big sequences. And, again, too, like, can we – I feel like – and this goes with the whole blame game thing. At some point, we just have to admit 
just like Marcus Mariota did, just like Arthur Smith did when they were talking to Dave Archer after the game. You know, we aren't the only team that can make plays. The other team can make plays too. So it's not always just about blaming the other team. Guess what? De'Ron Pay made a play too. That team gets paid too. Their players get paid millions of dollars to play football. And guess what? De'Ron Payne is one of their very good players. And he just made a play too. It can be as simple as that. It can be as simple as the other team made a play. We don't always have to be like, well, no, we, uh, Marcus could have this better. And, uh, and Arthur could have called this play better. And uh, we could have executed this better. It doesn't always have to be that. It can always just be, hey, guess what? That guy made a play too. Like, you know, in basketball, when they're like better offense beats better defense, there's plenty of times where we've seen that, you know, like, you, you see a guy guarding, you know, Kevin Durant. Well, and Durant just rises up and knocks down a tough shot over a guy. And it's like, okay, that's just that's just Kevin Durant being Kevin Durant. Like, why can't we apply that same thing to football? Like, that was Deron Payne just being Deron Payne. It was a good football player being a good football player. You know, I, so I don't understand why we consistently with this team always have to try and find blame when there's no blame there. To me, it's just Deron Payne making a good football play. So, I don't get it, but um, I, there there were some bright spots to this game. There were some people playing, you know, playing well this game. And and I think we should go ahead and highlight that, Bo, now with uh, – let, let's give out some game balls, and how about we end on a on a positive note? What do you say? Yeah, sure. Um, I think I've kind of been very public. I'm going to give a game ball to Alameda. Yes. Alameda Zakia. So, look, this is a guy that stepped up. Uh, eight targets, five catches, 91 yards, made a couple of good catches. Is one he could have probably came up with that just was out of his reach. I mean, I oh, don't think yeah. out of his reach. It was just he, he made a diving dive for it, and he just didn't get it. Yeah. Um, that happens. But I think Alameda deserves a game ball from me. Um, this is a guy coming into the game. He had 25 catches for 374, so he had another another five to that, another 90 yards. This guy's almost 500 yards receiving this year for you. I mean, Marcus has thrown for right around 2,000 yards. And uh, a little over, a little less, and a little over. And Alameda has um, has uh, oh, almost 500 of it and uh, uh, 460 or something like that. So um, 465 to be exact. But, uh, you know, that's a, that's, that's, that he's, he's been a big weapon. 30 catches. Um, he's, been a, he's been a weapon, uh, a guy they've utilized, and he's, he's, he's done a really good job as – in most cases, the, the the third option, and uh, you know you can't say enough about that guy. I I completely agree. Alameda has just been a consistent guy, just like consistent lunch pail. Know where we're gonna get from Alameda. Makes big catches when he needs to. He's just been a very consistent receiver, a very consistent football player for this team who doesn't get highlighted enough. So I'm glad you're giving Alameda a game ball. Much deserved for Alameda, and really, you know, this is his. This is his time where, you know, after Calvin's gone, Julio's obviously gone. This is a time where he can kind of be that. And while Drake London's still trying to come to his own, he can really be that leader on and off, off and on the football field. And he's been that. So uh, I completely agree with Lombardi Zacchaeus. I'm going to go to a rookie now, however. But I'm not going to Drake London. How about Tyler Algier? Tyler Algier, ever since Cordell Patterson has gotten hurt, he's been really, really good for this football team. The numbers not might show it because, you know, we're especially now with Cordell Patterson back because the way they divvy it up, you know, he got 11 carries just like Cordell Patterson, 54 yards, averaged 4.9 uh, yards per carry, had a 15 yard long run. 
And he's really just he's just been good. I mean, his physical running uh, mixed with his he's got speed as well, too. And he's got some elusiveness about him as well. He can kind of just do it all as a running back. And, you know, I, I want Cordell, Cordell Patterson here as long as he can be here. But guess what? Once Cordell Patterson is gone and, you know, maybe he's moved on and leaving the game of football. And again, I hope CP, let me be clear. I hope he's here as long as he can be. But you got to feel good about the future and the, the future being in the hands of Tyler Algier because, again, this man is physical. He's got some speed. He's got a little bit of elusiveness to him. I mean, he, he's, he, you know, again, he, to me, can be a clear RB1 in this league. You know, maybe he's not quite there yet, but I feel very, very good about the future at running back with Tyler Algier uh, back there for the Falcons. So I'm giving the game ball to Tyler Algier. Yeah, I like that. I've got a, I've got one more, and I've been pretty critical at times of this player, but um, you know, I think I think Michael Walker had some moments yesterday. He like he's, he's yes. missed a few, but I thought he had some moments, especially you know making sure he secured the catch. Um, mm-hmm. he, he he's just a guy that he's very active. He's a young player. I think he's starting to really come around. Um, right. Another day where he had nine tackles yesterday. He had the interception, a couple of passes defended. Um, him and Rashawn Evans, and Rashawn Evans, by the way, is a guy who is just a tackling machine. Um, and, and I think, I, I think if you, you know, well, this is obviously down the road stuff, but I think you know, the the more you continue to build this team, you know, maybe Rashawn Evans is a guy you look at bringing back. Troy mm-hmm. Anderson is on his way to being a guy, but I wouldn't mind one more year of Rashawn Evans. Um, oh yeah on this team and, and helping guys like Troy Anderson. Troy Anderson is on his way. Trust me. He, oh, is, he is. He's on his way. He is. I got one more game ball for you too. Um, how about AJ Terrell? I think AJ Terrell had a pretty good game yesterday. And I know everybody was talking about, you know, he, you know, Brian Robinson kind of gave him a good lick and, you know, a lot of people were kind of making memes and whatnot and commenting on that. But his job yesterday on Terry McLaurin was, he did a very good job on scary Terry. And I, I saw a tweet where I think he I don't know if uh is direct if this was like him just like him when AJ was covering him but I think it was he only gave up like one reception for a minimal gain or something like that when he was um covering uh Terry McLaurin um but the point being is that AJ's done a very good job since he's come back from injury and he's kind of now rounding into that form where he thought where we thought he would be all season long um, so I, I do want to give credit to AJ yesterday. You know, he, he hasn't been great all season and, um, you know, he struggled a little bit at times, but you know, that's kind of how the cornerback game goes, but he was very good yesterday on a very good receiver in Terry McLaurin. So I'm going to close out game balls by giving one to, uh, to AJ Terrell. Yeah, it's good to have AJ back. <clears throat> Second yep. game back. feels like he's pretty much a hundred percent and, yep. uh, you know, AJ's the guy that's going to help you moving forward, and you can only hope they can get Casey back in the next week or two, and maybe after the bye, and uh, maybe you're six and seven going in the bye. Hopefully, you got you got to take care of Pittsburgh, and maybe it's a it's a step in the right direction. For sure, and uh, I do want to actually touch on one more thing before we go, real quick, Bo. Um, you know, while we you know have yesterday hurt, but again, Tampa Bay lost yesterday, and all hope isn't lost. They only have five wins. You know, they got one game up on you in the loss column, but that's only because they've had their bye week and we haven't had our bye week yet. So that could soon change. But the division's right there. Um, 
uh, with the wild card now, I'm not, you know, yesterday didn't help your hopes for the wild card, but that's not completely out of the question either. Um, But the division is still right there. It's still right there. So even though yesterday hurt, everything is literally still in front of you. Well, yeah, look, you lost a tiebreaker with Washington, but the one thing to remember is um, the Giants, Washington, and Seattle are all ahead of you. Yes. Uh, maybe if you can kind of get your four and five in the conference, mm-hmm. the Giants are three and four, and the Seattle's four and four. Mm-hmm. Now the thing about the Giants is, you know, depending on what happens with them, you start you win a few more games in conference, you know, you could and, and no, you don't ever know what's going to happen with the Giants. They might fall. But right. the thing about Seattle, Seattle's right in front of you, and they're a team that you own the tiebreaker over. So right. and they're at six and five, and they're starting to hit the skid. So look. Just try to try to go win as many games as you can. Right. Maybe be eight and eight going into that that final game against Tampa Bay. You never know. It might be two two teams playing yep. for the division. There you go. So Falcons still not out of any postseason discussion. Still in the hunt. Very much in the hunt. Very much alive. Even though yesterday felt bad, we're still right here, Falcons fans, and we're still flying on. We're still here trying to make a postseason push. So we will. Talk to you again on Wednesday. We'll take our first look at the Pittsburgh Steelers who are coming into Mercedes-Benz Stadium this Sunday. And we will, you know, continue to react and talk about our beloved Atlanta Falcons. But for Bo Morgan, I am Dylan Matthews. Make sure you like this podcast, download the podcast, and subscribe to Peace Street Football wherever you get your podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on the Odyssey app. Wherever you get your podcast. Peace Street football is there. But again, Falcons lose as we reacted to this football game. They lose 13 to 19 to the Washington Commanders on the road. And hopefully we can get a bounce back win this Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But until we talk more about them on Wednesday, peace.